Mood.tv Welcome back, everyone. Here we are again. Together again. However, we, uh... You'll find out soon enough, but we don't we don't have the Gregor man again. He's getting ready. He's moving. He's he's getting ready for big life changes. But he'll he'll, he'll be with us. Don't worry. We do have EJ5000. I'm here and this is a very special episode for those who have been listening to the episodes every week. Thank you for listening. We recorded a couple ahead. And uh, so if you have emailed or voicemailed, we will get caught up on those probably this episode. I'm kind of throwing that out at Anthony as we talk cuz I think we have some. Uh, so thank you for your patience. You know, this is uh, being recorded for the 9th, March 9th, 2020. And we this is the current episodes. We are going to record a couple ahead again. This is all really boring to new listeners. But just to keep everybody uh, on the same page, uh, Anthony's been very busy. Greg Man's very, very busy. I'm the same busy, but you know. I mean, don't worry. We're still getting the episodes. You, know, you still get your weekly episodes, so don't fucking get all upset. Yeah, you're still getting your fix. Yeah. Fuck you. The fuck, you fiends. <laughs> but seriously, thanks for listening. So this is a special episode for another reason. Uh, as Anthony, we've been doing a round robin, a scratch my back, leapfrog, right in the asshole kind of situation. Yep. And it's my turn to do the fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's that's my favorite. I don't mind. I don't mind at all when everybody else does the fuck. I've done plenty of fucking. I've I've fucked over 160 <laughs> times. I'm ready. This is 170th time. So, yeah, about 163 times you fucked. Yeah, I've fucked at least that many times. So if anybody <laughs> else wants to fuck, I'm happy about it. I'm not sad to be the fucky and not the fucker. Speaking of fuck, something that we did not take advantage of the last episode, I say this with the utmost respect and kindness, Anthony, but fuck you. <laughs> fuck me? <laughs> fuck you. You know, fucky, the, fucky sounds like a clown name as another throwback. Fucky the clown. I used to call people fuckles sometimes, too. That's funny. I was playing a board game the other night, and someone that was there kept saying, fuckle. <laughs> and it was, it was really funny. I had never heard that, but it was funny. It's a cool guy. Cool guy. Or girl. It was a woman. It was a woman who kept going off, fuckle. That's wonderful. And I thought that was really funny. But I like, I want, I want to meet Fucky the Clown. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> fuckles, fucko. <laughs> uh, I wonder if there's clowns that are hired only for adult parties. You know, like... Like a clown that never does children's parties. Oh, there's got to be dirty clowns straight up. I mean, there's like famously comedian. I'm trying to remember his name. Is Howard? He's part of the the, the whack pack. Howard Dean. Remember him? Howard. <laughs> Talk about Howard Stern, but Howard Dean. He was a politician. Yeah. Remember he had that speech. He was like, Yeah. He did the scream. <laughs> yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. He moonlights as fuckles the clown. <laughs> Fucky. Fucky the clown. Fucky the clown. <laughs> All right, down to brass tacks. Hit me with that question. Without further ado, I'm going to put a pregnant pause for editing's sake. Please. The question on episode 170 of Let Me Ask You a Question from Moot.TV is... What stories do you have from your youth that involve either an amusement park, a zoo, a renaissance fair, or a sea park? Do you have any, or aquarium, what what public outings have you been on where you have a, a story, good or bad? I know growing up we were in the bands and the show choirs and we always went to amusement parks to perform and stuff. I certainly have a few stories. And I know, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, you went to SeaWorld a couple times growing up. I remember you guys would frequent the Disney Worlds and stuff like that. 
What are standout stories that you have, good or bad? I think the first thing that jumped into my head was going to a place in Pennsylvania that was called Dorney Park, still exists, but it was kind of a near where we grew up establishment. And I remember we went on some kind of a class trip, and the band director of East Stroudsburg Area High School, south of the time, and I went up in a roller coaster together, and right at the at the crest of the roller coaster, before it dips down, he leans over real quick and he unbuckles my seatbelt. <laughs> what? Yeah, this was a teacher, and I was a student at the time. <laughs> so I feel like that would be, to put it in a measured way, deemed irresponsible now. <laughs> I don't think that would fly so much anymore. Not nearly as much as I was flying around the cart. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> once once we peaked and went through the rigmarole of the rest of the roller coaster, I was bouncing all around. <laughs> so was this uh, Steel Force or was this the uh, the wooden one there? I forget. It was a wooden one. So it was like a real jostler. Yeah, that thing's a, that thing's a doozy. Yeah, it was, it was insane and terrifying. And I... Who who does that? Who would do that to anybody, let alone a teacher to a student? Past guest Nick would do that. Yeah, you're right. I could see that. Yeah, he would totally do that. He used to, when we were driving, I had a little Chevy S10 pickup truck as my first vehicle. We'd be driving up or down, doesn't matter, a road. He would either throw it into neutral or straight up turn turn my car off. He would just click click the keys off. Power steering would go off. <laughs> We're just like stalling either going up or down a hill until you realize you had to start the car again. That was a thing we did a lot. Wouldn't that, on the face of it, seem unsafe? It's quite unsafe. Yeah. But you know, we were just boys being boys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hope, I really hope the next generation gets over whatever the fuck that is. <laughs> yeah, they have it harder than us, too. Because I know our parents were doing way worse stuff than that. But like we, they were like, don't be stupid. And now we're like... Be careful online. You know, I don't know. They have it hard because they don't have it. They don't get to be stupid like we were. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm trying. I'm fine. They'll find a whole other crop of things to be stupid about. That's true. I hope you're right. You got to be stupid a little bit. Everybody, you learn from being stupid. Yeah. I mean, I didn't need to have my seatbelt unbuckled. <laughs> but did you break any bones or fly into the air? No. It did, I guess, make me rethink seatbelts. <laughs> You really appreciated it the next time you got in a vehicle, didn't you? <laughs> or or wondered what, what, you know, I don't really don't need it, maybe. Yeah. And then you went home on the school bus and you had no seatbelts because they don't have them. Yeah. Never, never on the school Which bus. makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So I think that's the one that stands out the most to me. I don't, I don't have a lot of crazy amusement parks, but I was never much of an amusement park person. Hmm. You know, I don't, I don't like them. I don't dislike them. They're fine. But I probably don't have that many crazy stories because of that. Hmm. That one seems weird, though. I mean, that's a standout. That's pretty good. Yeah, I feel good about it, I guess. <laughs> I, I remember uh, a more recent one, maybe two or three years ago, there's a Renaissance Fair in Maryland. I think it's called, like, the Great Maryland Renaissance Fair or Festival. It might be called a festival. I forget. One of the two. It's, uh, it's all, like, uh, fall long. And... Uh, I bring my kid, who probably at the time of this story is probably like 10 or 11. We're heading over by the reptile area. They have like, you can hold alligators and snakes and stuff. Check out my personal Instagram. I'm sure you'll see pictures of that. And 
uh, right by the porto potty slash ATM section, there was just a person just like sleeping on the ground. <laughs> and uh, yeah, a larger person, which for some reason made it funnier to us. And we both looked and we were like staring. And we just started like cracking up. And then we both took selfies with the body. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that was something fun that we did. That was a fun little Renaissance story. Do you do you take do you take a lot of photos with people that are passed out or in a bad way? I try to take pictures of people that are in a bad way as much as possible. Even if they're like disabled? Like just just a disabled person? <laughs> like a mere disabled person? Is that what you're saying? Well, I'm saying like if the probably not, but like if that person would have happened to have been disabled, we would have because of the situation. Well, you didn't get to ask him. I don't discriminate based upon the disability. Let's put it that way. I thought way. we talked about the not assuming. You can't you can't assume they're homeless. I agree. And you can't assume that they're they're differently abled. Let's put it that way, instead of disabled. <laughs> and if this person, whoever they may be, is in a funny situation, I'm gonna take a picture of it. Okay. All right. Oh, I see. all right. Yeah, yeah, sure. You don't yeah, see disabled yeah. people and then run up and take pictures because they're not able. No, that's fucked up. Yeah, that seems fucked up. That's fucked that's up. That's like but, unbuckling a seatbelt of a young child on a roller coaster. But there's this saying, like, whenever you're skiing and you lose your skis and your poles and everything, they call that a yard sale. <laughs> that's funny. I never yeah. heard that. I I could see if someone was, like, on crutches and wiped out and they had, like, a on crutches yard sale. <laughs> I may or may not take pictures. It depends on the situation. That would be kind of funny. Wait, can you... Can you still ski if you're on crutches? I mean, I guess you could because you have, you got the poles. Actually, yeah, there there are uh, like one-legged skiers and they use poles that have skis on them. Oh, interesting. And then there's also people, there's wheelchair ski things. They're like chairs that have skis on them and they have all sorts of stuff so that if you want to, you can ski no matter what your disability or your different ability. That's great. Yeah, those people fly, too. I'm always like, I'm scared. And these people are like, boom, flying down the hill. Like they got nothing to live for in the first place. Well, that's the thing is I bet, I, well, I don't know about that, but, <laughs> I, I, but I do wonder if, you know, if you're faced with certain life circumstances that make living a little bit more challenging, maybe you have more of a zest for life than other people. So I feel like you would be a little less afraid to kind of zip along the ski slope. I think there's certainly people like that, that like you have something that changes your life and you either embrace it and change for the long term, for the short term, or nothing. What do you think? Do you think you think if you were faced with some kind of debilitating thing, you would have more of a zest for life or you think you'd be a, a hermit? I think I would have more of a zest for life. I think the... To be dark, the situation with my dad, for those who have listened, was pretty pretty heavy. And I think I learned a lot from that, even though it wasn't to me. And so I really appreciate lots of things because at one time he had a stroke and it was paralyzed in one side of his body. And so there's little things that I'll do now every day where, like, I'm right-handed, but I'll do stuff with my left hand, even though it's not my dominant hand, just to, like, appreciate the fact that I can use both parts of my body, and then it might happen to me someday. So I, I switched my, my keys to my left hand, actually, whenever I was uh, in high school. I got that third-degree rope burn, which is a story I told on this show, working on a stage. And it was to my dominant hand, which is my right hand. And so I had to do lots of stuff with my left hand anyway. And since then, I've mentally switched a lot of things that I would do with my dominant hand to my non-dominant hand. So, like, my keys and wallet are always on my left side, which is my non-dominant side, which I had always done on the other side. So I'd like to hope and think yes, 
But then also, I don't judge people who do get into a depression because, like, they lose a limb or something. That's heavy shit. You know, I don't know how I would act. I threw my mom to the dogs. <laughs> I don't know what I would do. You, you wouldn't know? go skiing. I might not go skiing. I might go water skiing. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, but even the stuff, even the stuff with your dad, have you yeah. gone skiing since then? <laughs> I just want to know how fast you're going now. <laughs> Oh, when I ski. Oh, no, I have not gone skiing yet. No. Okay. I just want to know how fast it is. <laughs> sorry, I got on a tangent there about not skiing. <laughs> how dare me? I'm sorry. <laughs> That's totally fine. I'm just trying to bring it back here to see if you uh, want to go faster now. If you have a desire to go faster on the slopes. I snowboard now. And I, I, and I, but, but I do, uh, I do in like, like I, I used to have a guilt that I, they call it FOMO now. I don't know if. For the listeners, that's fear of missing out FOMO, they call oh, it. Oh, they know. They know FOMO. They probably do know FOMO. Well, of course they do, because they listen to the show every week, and they're not guests. You can't know Lamayak unless you know FOMO. <laughs> so, if you know FOMO, I feel like I've had that really bad before the life-altering, changing, shocking moments, and now, post that, I still kind of have the same level of that, but my activity isn't anymore, because I feel like it's a, a kind of a debilitating thing for me. FOMO? So, there has been... Yeah, yeah, I feel like I get stressed not feeling like I'm accomplishing enough, and then instead of that helping me to accomplish more, it kind of shuts me down. Wait, your FOMO is about accomplishing things? Yeah. Like, you have FOMO about your, like, chores, like, to-do lists. Not the small stuff, but the big stuff, like personal projects and whatnot, you know? I'm not like, oh, I really wish I would have cleaned up my laundry, you know, did my laundry. That's interesting. But, like, you know, as a quasi-musician, there's a million projects that I've been quote-unquote working on for years, and even with my visual artwork, We Are All Spies, check that on Instagram or weareallspies.com. If I don't feel like I'm constantly pumping out work, I feel like I'm wasting my time, which creates this, this, this loop sometimes for myself, and then I get really stressed because I'm not doing work, and then I don't want to do work because I'm stressed, and yeah. You know what you should do? Go skiing. Let's take a break. I thought of another one. Are you ready? Let's hear what amusement park and or renaissance fair and or sea park and or zoo park story do you have? This was Disneyland. California. I was at, in California. I was at Disneyland in Anaheim. And I was on a chorus trip from my college. And uh, the lady that I was dating at the time and I rode Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. <laughs> Sounds like a sex sexcapade already. And <laughs> we put the wild in Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Ooh. What happened was, and what we had completely forgotten about, is there's a portion of the ride that can be seen by the people in line. But we didn't think about that. We had totally forgotten. 
And so we got on the ride, and it's kind of dark, and it wends its way through, and you can't really see other people in other cars. So we started doing sexually explicit stuff. Close off kind of stuff? Mm. Stuff out kind of stuff. You could see stuff, yeah. Okay. You could, it wasn't okay. close off because we were on a ride. We knew the ride would end. Okay. But you could see stuff was going on because hands were inappropriately placed on the other person. Nice. Super inappropriately. <laughs> uh, and what happened was <laughs> the ride, basically, it thrusts forward and these doors open. And it's like you're in front of everybody online <laughs> for a second. And we totally forgot. So there I was. Mm, doing sexually explicit stuff. I'm so embarrassed to talk about it because I don't want to, you know, I feel bad. I don't want to put anybody on blast or anything. But, uh, you know, uh, there was some... Well, was your piece out? Was her piece or pieces out? Uh, her. It was her stuff that was revealed. Okay, so that's a little more embarrassing for her. Well, I don't think she was embarrassed at all, luckily. <laughs> I don't think she minded. I think she thought it was funny. I thought it was funny, too, but it was, you know, it was like it was something that we forgot. So then we were just giggling the rest of the ride because I think it was pretty clear what was happening for the audience we had for that sure. moment in time. Sure. I'd be in your camp. I would definitely be embarrassed, too. I would totally do that as well, but I would be embarrassed. Yeah. Yeah, I was, you know, I was not not embarrassed. Yeah. But, uh it was a fun ride. It made it a lot more fun. I made think that was the only. Wild. Yeah, I think that was the only sexual experience I ever had on a ride. Huh? Yeah. I mean, have you ever gotten any any work done on a ride? Yeah, I'm trying to think. Nothing's popping into my head, so probably not. Yeah, I think that. I think that's the only time. That that seems like the kind of thing you would appreciate immediately. So I'm like, nah. Although, if you had to get stuff done on a ride, what ride would you choose? Uh, there's Ferris wheel. Ferris wheels. Oh, all right. Yeah, sure. You know, I'm sure there's a lot of stuff on Ferris wheels. And they got like those big ass ones, like the London one and the one in DC Harbor. Like there's just, they're built for that. You know, your own little personal booth and stuff. Oh, I'm sure there's just tons of, tons of, of, of monkey business happening on Ferris wheels. I do check the seats before I get in because I'm aware of that situation, you know? Yeah. See, I was thinking the tilt a whirl. I don't know why. Oh, you know, I heard a story today about the tilt-a-whirl with the floor dropping out, the one that doesn't actually tilt. It doesn't tilt. Yeah, they had one at Hershey Park back in the day, which is in Hershey, Pennsylvania. And you just like a regular tilt-a-whirl, you stand in there and start spinning. Yeah. But there's no guards. It's just like kind of like a textured, uh, like a rubber wall. There's no like separators like on a regular tilt-a-whirl. Wait, but the, but the tilt-a-whirl is, is the thing you, you pile in, and it's on a circular track that spins round and round. That is another name for that. Oh, I uh, see. All right. The tilt a whirl that I'm referring to is the one that you stand up and spin and then it tilts. Yeah, that's the thing with the, the like the centripetal force holds you. Yeah, against the which wall. is also, I believe, called a tilt a whirl. So that's you know Oh, I never heard that. I only know the the tilt a whirl. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, that is also called that. Uh and then the floor drops out uh, on the one at Hershey. They were talking about how that's the perfect ride to uh put your fingers in people. Yeah. Yeah, because then you like the centripetal force, you just kind of pull in your hand and that's doing all the work. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. It does all the work. <laughs> it does all the work for you. You think all you have to do is just slap your hand over there and the centripetal force takes care of it all? You know how, like, <laughs> you have to push your hand up and down in order to achieve a certain motion to get graphic? <laughs> well, since the tilt a whirl is making your hand go down, you just have to pull it up and then you let it go. <laughs> so it's like it's already doing half the work. 
<laughs> Wait, hold on. <laughs> Do you think if you made love, all right, picture this. No, no, you fuck on a tilt-a-whirl. Let's start here, okay? Yeah, picture this. If you're fucking on one of these things, one of the not the tilt-a-whirl, but on the other thing you're talking, the other tilt-a-whirl. Floor or, drops out thingy. Yes, the, that thing. If you are banging on that and say it's such that the, in, in my case, the female is against the wall, right? Mm-hmm. And I am facing her. Would it be such that I would like fall out a little bit on the top and then go back in on the bottom so I didn't have to, I wouldn't do anything? <laughs> like gravity would take care of it for me? Or would I just be like in there the whole time? Oh, you'd be like so in there and you'd be stuck to her and you'd be crushing her. <laughs> like no matter what part of the ride we're in, like I wouldn't fall out a little bit because I'm not against the wall. You know, there's like. Well- Famously, on that ride, you can go upside down. You can turn yourself upside down when it's spinning and be fine because the centripetal or centrifugal centripetal right. force is so great that you can go upside down and what whatnot. So if you were to climb on top of someone, well, you and I not weighing uh, as little as we used to, I think any any uh, I think that person underneath us would be in trouble. Let's put it that way. Maybe it's the only way they could feel me. Oh boy! <laughs> yeah, it pulls you. You're like. 12 inches long. I don't I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't know where to go with this one. This episode's over. It's done. Another Ooh. tiny dick joke at my own expense. Jeez. <laughs> All right. Uh, dial in at 929-352-6173 or send us an email. Let me ask you a question. Podcast at gmail.com or hit us up on Insta or Twitter or that's it. At LaMyakPod. And you can go to Moot.tv. You can give us money on the coffee account. We'd be much obliged. And or whatever our current donation system will be, just head over to any of our posts. You'll see a red donation button. Hit that. We might have a Patreon by the time you listen to this. Who knows? Oh, yeah. You're going to love that. Once we get that Patreon. Woo! That's right. I mean, who knows at that point? Uh, And you could listen to Kyle Mocha, Won't Shut Up. And you can also check out White Wasabi. And uh, that's what we got. Yeah. All right. Fuck off. Mood.tv That's fucked up.